This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you. Today, always enjoy these times we have to get together, and I want to thank you for tuning us in and listening to our program, and I hope that you'll enjoy it. In fact, it reminds me that um, it's been great to hear from a number of our listeners in various forms, whether it's Facebook, text, or email, and um, I always appreciate the encouraging words, and I'd like to Thank you uh, very much. It's uh, not only it's encouraging and inspirational in these difficult times, and also now is a great time to give a, a big hello to our friend Don Fannin, who um, you know, keeps in touch with us from time to time. And I, Don, I always appreciate your encouraging comments, and you are an inspiration just in the way that you exercise your freedom and your citizenship by continuing to make your voice heard and make your very informed and educated voice heard uh, and persuasive voice as you share your understanding and your thoughts uh, for freedom, our constitutional freedoms. Today we'll just have um, two major themes of our program. It's great to have this opportunity to to be with you, to to share with you one-on-one. Obviously, uh, the um, true giant in the world of certainly talk radio, but also American politics and also a, 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 a monumental voice of freedom died over the past week since we were together. Rush Limbaugh he was succumbed to his battle with lung cancer. And so we'll be talking about Rush Limbaugh, his impact, uh, not just on the radio industry, and uh, there have been numerous um, radio uh, common, you know, commentator tributes to Rush. They've all been outstanding. Uh, Christopher Hart had uh, you know, the best one that I've been aware of uh, on the on the actual the day that it was announced. And I want to, you know, Jeff, our producer, had a big part in handing that and hand in putting that together. And uh, I just want to share that with you as well. But we'll be talking about Rush Limbaugh and the impact that he had, uh, particularly in our political arena and as a voice for freedom and liberty. But first of all, I want to talk about George Washington, of course, over the past week. Um, this month uh, includes the way the day that we celebrate President's Day. And as I've said before, um, back when I was growing up, we actually specifically celebrated George Washington's birthday on February the 22nd. And I still like that way better personally. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. And it's, it's also it's a great time for us to acknowledge the, the incredible leadership and the incredible impact uh, that George Washington provided on our country, its founding, its survival, helped us get off on the right foot by serving as the first president, establishing very important precedents such as stepping away from power, you know, 
uh, such as citizen um, authority over the military. He surrendered his sword as the, as the commander of the Continental Army after the after the independence was gained. So many, many different aspects to George Washington's life and leadership and influence on the founding of our country and getting us off on the on a solid footing to succeed, which was not easy at all. And so anyway, we'll talk about some of those specifically. And then later we'll talk about, uh, I'll share my thoughts about Rush Limbaugh as well and, and the role that he played and, um, you, know, you know, exactly some of the, the specific reasons that I think that he had such such an impact. Of course, it'll be, it's a huge loss and I just, you know, once again, don't want to go down the, the pessimistic path or the depressing path, but, you know, it, it really, it's hard to, to imagine, first of all, a political landscape not having the voice of Rush Limbaugh, specifically his voice of freedom and liberty, our constitutional freedom and liberty, his understanding of it, and his courage in fighting for it literally every day, and his skill and his persuasive skill in engaging and persuading so many people, educating and persuading so many people to see things from a constitutional perspective and from a patriotic perspective. So we'll talk about that's what's on tap for our show today, and we're really glad you're with us. Before we go further, of course, I want to let you know that the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. At Christner's, you'll find generous servings of uh, prime cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. If you want a wonderful evening, whether it's to celebrate uh, a great event in your life, or it's just to go out and have a have a nice uh, have a nice e- dinner and have a nice evening away from the stress, the hustle and bustle, um, you know, the pessimism uh, that's uh, per- so ba- so pervasive around us. Christner's is a, a perfect place to do that, and you can get them. They're, lo- they're conveniently located on Lee Road, just two blocks west of I four seven twenty nine Lee Road. Uh, and uh, reservations are recommended. You can get those at 407-645-4443. But in terms of George Washington, and I'll just kind of start it at the, the, the beginning it's, or, um, or start early in the career, is the leadership that George Washington displayed as, as a general of the Continental Army was just you know, literally mind-boggling. And just to try to, to put that in perspective – just think of 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 the situation, of of the battle lines that were drawn there. You have literally a a ragtag army. There's no other way to put it. Of everything, of, of basically, you know, obviously all volunteers, of everything from shopkeepers to human farmers to um, to just uh, you know people who were dedicated to to trying to preserve their freedom, but but virtually no. Professional soldiers, no officer class, no officers who had been trained at military school, no, um, prof- you know, no professional army um, by any estimation to talk about. And what you were up against was the at the time the most powerful army, the most powerful military, the most powerful navy, and the most powerful empire in the world at the time, the British Empire. Those, those are what the stakes were. So, um, you know, some, you know, and, and, and as you read more about Washington, he 
they lost more battles than he fought. I mean, of, of course he did. I mean, you, you, it's amazing he ever won a, a single battle, actually. But only through the perseverance of George Washington um, and the absolute tenacity, his absolute faith in our cause, his faith in, in God is what led him. If, if you read, the more you, know, you read about the Revolutionary War, the more— the more the odds uh, those of uh, the overwhelming odds um, become apparent and there's a one of the best books i know that documents this whole uh, obstacles that washington was facing and and the colonies were facing is 1776 by david mccullough and of course that's not the only one but that that's an excellent one and that one actually documents the specifically covers just the year 1776 but by reading this kind of essentially a daily account, you will see just the absolute difficult circumstances. For, I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, appropriate to say, uh, uh, accurate to say, impossible circumstances facing the Continental Army and facing Washington and what his efforts to try to win a military uh, uh, victory over the greatest empire in the world, the British Empire, and um, to gain our, our independence. Virtually every single day looked bleak. Virtually every single day was filled with nothing but problems. Improp didn't men didn't have proper weapons. Some of them didn't even have weapons. Men didn't have proper uniforms or clothing. Eventually, um, no shoes. Many of them, um, no dedicated source of funding. You know, now obviously we have a huge Pentagon and a huge United States military and a multi-billion-dollar military budget. Then there was there was no dedicated military budget. He had to deal with, and there was no, obviously at that time, there was no overriding United States of America, essentially. You had 13 different colonies with 13 different governors and 13 different legislatures that allocated money uh, to the Continental cause, the Continental Army. So he literally had to deal with he had to be essentially a lobbyist, a, a, a savvy political lobbyist to deal with these 13 colonies to, just to try to get the meager funds to just keep his army together, to keep his army fed. So anyway, that's just one example of the extraordinary odds facing George Washington as the commander of the Continental Army. And I can't imagine anybody other than George Washington who would have persevered, would have just had the perseverance to to. to press forward every single bleak day, every single bleak and depressing day uh, against insurmountable odds. But he did and put his faith and trust in the Lord most importantly and, um, you know, ultimately God interceded. And um, and it was truly a miracle. The battle at Yorktown regained the most decisive battle. Um, and I guess that was a battle where the, the Brits just decided to give it up um, was truly a, a miracle, and we don't have time to get all into the details of it right now, but it was truly miraculous circumstances. And one thing I will say before we go to break is that the year, that particular year, the the winter of 1780, 1781, and the early part of the year, pretty much up until the Battle of Yorktown, um, for, certainly the first six months of the year, were the worst year yet that the Continental Army had had. Uh, losing on all fronts, getting beaten badly on all fronts, literally on the brink of collapse and ruin. Um, but 
Washington continued to persist, and eventually things opened up and turned around. Fortuitous circumstances um, came along um, with God's blessing, and he was able to prevail. Anyway, it's time for our next break. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll continue to talk about the life and legacy and leadership and courage of George Washington on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And uh, Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Well, friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Wonderful to be with you today. Always great to spend time with you talking about two monumental figures in American history. First of all, George Washington, as we honor President's Day and specifically his birthday, uh, which um, and then also, which, of course, is February the 22nd. And then also we're, I'm hearing my thoughts about our will in a few minutes later in the show about the, the, the career and the legacy of, of Rush Limbaugh. Um, and I'm going to direct my comments more towards just the impact that he had in the political arena, which is truly, from my, to my knowledge, unprecedented in, in American history and American politics for one person not even from the political system, somebody who uh, came from the outside, um, an outside voice, had had extra, extra, such extraordinary impact that I would even say that if you if you look back over the past thirty years, Rush Limbaugh was a much more powerful voice and a powerful force uh, in advancing uh, constitutional liberties, our constitutional. Freedoms and, you know, if you want to call it that, conservatism, uh, uh, then the Republican Party has been as an institution. And uh, the, supposedly the, you know, the, the political parties exist uh, in order to advance their message and their cause. Well, from my perspective, Limbaugh did a better job as just one individual <laughs> of, of, of advancing uh, the cause of liberty, conservatism. Republicanism, if you want to put it that way, um, than, the, than the actual official Republican Party did. So that's one thing that I'll uh, share with you um, later when we talk about him. But right now I'm talking about George Washington. And before we go back to that, I want to let you know, share a little bit about our friends up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. And as you've come to know, Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair is your one-stop center for all of your lawn and garden needs. I encourage you to get up to see Mike and all the great guys at their impressive showroom, which is at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail. That's Highway 441 on the north side of Apopka. They're located between the 429 and Plymouth Sereno Road. That's Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair, and that's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. And you can find out more at apopkamower.com. Back to, to George Washington, and, you know, it's it's hard to, to try to sum up uh, his extraordinary leadership and his extraordinary impact in just a few minutes, but uh, I'll try to do my best. I mean, you could literally talk for hours and hours and hours and not even scratch the surface of all the impact he had. But let me just try to give you a a brief overview first, and and we'll get as far as I can after that. But, you know, there were, if you take a, I was going to say, if you take a close look at the career of George Washington and the impact of George Washington, but you don't even need to take that close of a look. If you just take a, a, a cursory glance at the career of George Washington, you will notice that there are at least four or five major different 
areas where he was able to impact our country, either it's founding, either it's gaining the independence, whether it's the constitutional, he was a leader at the constitutional convention, and of course, ultimately serving as our first president. But I'll just share a few of those as an overview to get start to at the top, and then I'll discuss as many of those as I as we have time for going forward. But as I said before, his his leadership of the Continental Army was just magnificent, magnificently um, incredible. And I and I feel strongly that no other man could have could have would have had the perseverance or the courage or the inspirational leadership to have seen us through to victory and independence over the British. Um, one, one more thing I'll say about that before we move on is Washington had a, was a brilliant in terms of tactician, you know, dealing literally with, with, with soldiers who, first of all, were not professional soldiers. Um, <laughs> they were all enlistees, um, did not in many cases even have uniforms, did not in many cases have weapons in many cases didn't have food yet Valley Forge that winter, you know, dozens scores of men starved, literally starved to death. Um, hundreds, I guess hundreds also, uh, died because of the, uh, the elements, um, you know, didn't have proper shelter. I mean, that, that's what life was like as a general of the continental army, um, <laughs> fighting the most powerful army in the world. So he was able to a classic case of taking the resources and advantages that you have a la loaves and fishes type of experience or situation and getting the absolute most out of it. And the battle of Trenton, you know, crossing the Delaware is a, is a perfect example of that. In fact, there's an extraordinary movie, which is one of my all time favorites called the crossing that came out. It's been now been about 20 years ago and it, it, you know, essentially, and from my understanding, it was very historically accurate uh, is the account of the crossing of the Delaware and the uh, Battle of Trenton, you know, where Washington brought his men. They marched all night. They had, first of all, they had to cross the Delaware River uh, in the dead of winter, um, you know, avoiding all the chunks of ice and, and everything uh, in a very rough sea, rough, rough river to, to get across the Delaware. That alone was an extraordinary accomplishment. Then they had to march all night um, to get to the attack point, which they attacked a Harris, uh, Hessian, which are Hessians, of course, are uh, German mercenary soldiers who were over here uh, fighting for the British and uh, launching a surprise attack um, um, on on Christmas Day. And one of the things that we don't hear a whole lot about when the Battle of Trenton comes up is just how long the odds were just for that. In fact, uh, most of 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 his Corps of Generals um, were essentially appalled <laughs> that he was even thinking about trying something like that uh, because the odds were so difficult. First of all, the odds were so difficult just to get across the river was was an extraordinary achievement. Um, then to launch a surprise attack, um, and it, ultimately they were, and a, a many, many, many things went wrong. That's that's one thing that I think is important to take in to note there in the in the Battle of Trenton. It wasn't like it was this uh, this uh, perfectly smooth operation. Um, they fell behind. Some of the boats uh, didn't make it across the river. You know, a lot of the guys didn't get across the river. And then um, they fell behind to a certain to such an extent that what was supposed to be a, a surprise attack at dawn 
they really didn't even arrive till about 12 noon. So basically what that means is everybody saw them coming, basically. You know, all, all the, the Tories and the, the British loyalists, you know, look up and, wow, here comes the Continental Army for a surprise attack at Trenton. But, you know, what, what did he do? He just continued to press on. And, and that's, that's a great lesson, for I think, for all of us. Everything's not going to go perfectly. We're going to have obstacles. We're going to have major obstacles. Washington just kept going, going, moving right ahead, marching right ahead. And then, uh, you know, as things worked out, once again, with God's blessing, um, the, as, as he had largely anticipated, the Hessians were, you know, had, had had a huge feast the night before, and they were kind of sleeping in on Christmas Day. Uh, the last thing they were expecting was, was to get attacked with, 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 with muskets and bayonets and uh, cannon fire. But that's exactly what happened, and it was a complete rout. And but the the most important thing about that was just the morale boost it gave because pretty much up until then it had been nothing but loss after loss after loss uh, for the for the colonials, and um, that huge victory gave a tremendous uh, amount of inspiration uh, among you know not only the Continental Army but also the entire country the colonies where it showed yeah we 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 do have a chance we we, we can win this thing. And then one other you know, vastly important thing was um, on, and this is one of the, one of Washington's motivations for even doing it, taking this huge risk, was the you know, apparently mo- many of the men enlisted for like for a year, and so they would enlist for a year, January first to December thirty first, and then many, many in many cases they would go back to their farms, you know, go back to their families, uh, go back to their job. Um, and so uh, virtually the the greater uh, majority of of his army that under his specific command their enlistments were about to expire on December the 31st of course the battle of trenton was on December the 25th so um this having this 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 euphoria this 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 adrenaline rush of this huge victory um and through <laughs> very persuasive speech by general washington emotionally emotional and persuasive speech, most of those guys chose to to reenlist for another year instead of going home to their families. And that gave the Continental Army one more year uh, of life, basically, to to uh, an opportunity to survive, possibly, for one more year. Um, and, of course, as we all know, <laughs> um, things continued to get worse, not better. And... Pretty much, every, you know, 1776 was a year filled with um, extraordinary adversity, extraordinary number of losses, extraordinary numbers of, of defeats um, and bad news. And pretty much every year of the American Revolution was exactly the same after that. <laughs> uh, so so but the, the point is the perseverance, faith in God, faith in his mission. These people were committed. George Washington was committed. He would accept nothing short of, of victory, and he certainly wasn't going to let extraordinary adverse circumstances affect him. He was going to continue to be stolid and marching forward um, with faith in God and, and, and expecting God's grace and uh, with the expectation of being successful, and, and that's ultimately what happened. Go to break in just a moment. We'll come back. We'll continue to talk about some other aspects of George Washington's leadership, which were literally indispensable to the founding of the country. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and all the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and let you know that they've been voted best chiropractor once again. So when you're in pain, go to see Dr. St. Germain. Friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. 
Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. We're talking specifically about two things, just me and you today. Sharing my thoughts about George Washington and his extraordinary leadership, his indispensable leadership to, first of all, winning the war (laughs) that gave us our independence, gave the colonies their independence, the United States of America. Then extraordinary leadership after that just to help hold the country together. And it was definitely uh, in, in jeopardy and in doubt because in addition to just having to deal with the, with the most powerful political, military and economic for enemy in the world, the, the British Empire, um, there were enormous other problems, economic problems, um, you know, factionalism, uh, d- you know, d- disputes among the colonies, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there were, uh, our, the officer corps got disillusioned, almost revolted because they, they'd gone for about three or four years with no pay. So, so just because the British now were, were dispatched doesn't mean things are going to get a whole, whole lot easier. There's still enormous problems in this quest to found a new republic based on freedom. And, and George Washington's leadership shepherded the country through those extraordinarily turbulent waters, Delaware River-esque turbulent waters. Then, um, of course, the original government, if you will, the the, the Continental Congress uh, proved not to be effective in what we really needed, the country really needed to have um, to be a viable, functioning, economically viable republic. And so, once again, leader many of the leaders of the revolution um, met, you know, came together to put something else in place <laughs> that's be- that was you know, hopefully going to be better. And that's led to the Constitutional Convention. That led to the writing of the Constitution. And ultimately, that led to the Constitution being ratified and being the document upon which the uh, United States of America w- was to be based um, going forward. Once again, George Washington was instrumental in that whole process. He was a leader at the Constitutional Convention. He was a driving force in, in helping get it get it all put together. And uh, then, of course, the, the once the Constitution was ratified, it called for a president of the United States. Um, and he was unanimously selected selected to to, uh, to to serve in that role. But we'll get back to that in just a moment. Um, but before we do, I want to let you know about our, our friends over at, over at Sheeler Auto Repair and give a big shout out to those guys. Um, once again, I had to go by there last week. Um, and once again, it was a situation where I didn't know exactly what was wrong with my car. I kind of had a sneaking suspicion it was going to be something that was expensive. Um, and I know that I certainly didn't know how to deal with it, but I was blessed to at least know uh, where I could take it. And so I went over to see Demetrius and the guys over at Sheila Auto Repair. And I'm pleased to report, gratified actually, that um, you know Dave over there, <laughs> who's pretty much of a genius when it comes to anything with fixing a car, was able to diagnose my problem, um, get it taken care of, and it literally uh, did not cost anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't promise you that'll be your situation. In my situation, I guess I my natural pessimism 
I thought something that was pretty pretty minor apparently was pretty major and was going to be potentially expensive. Um, but the situation was it was um, with a proper diagnosis, it was pretty minor and, and got taken care of very easily. But, of course, as we all know, and I think uh, more than a few of us have been in a situation where we may have had something minor with our car. We wouldn't know whether it was minor or major, um, or certainly I wouldn't. Because you know, I'm you know, I don't know that much about the way cars operate, and how many times do you think maybe you or I have been taken in our car to you know the, the anonymous car repair shop, um, and maybe we got charged quite a bit of money for something that who knows maybe it wasn't that big of a deal, uh, maybe it could have been uh, fixed a lot a uh, lot cheaper, not easier. So anyway, I've got security blanket, and my security blanket is Sheila Auto Repair. And I am very enthusiastic about sharing them with you and letting you know that um, you know that that's a great that's a place that'll care for your your car as we say with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability. And they're located at 1908 North Arnsvossum Trail, Apopka. And back to to George Washington once again. Um, so first of all, he he led you know, this ragtag bunch of army, if you could even call it that, uh, improperly clothed, didn't have shoes, many of them, didn't have enough food, et cetera, et cetera, no officer corps to speak of. Well, one other of the the myriad problems that he had was two of the most experienced generals that he had at the start of the war, Washington had, uh, Charles Lee and, and Horatio Gates, uh, turned out to be overtly disloyal. <laughs> yeah, those guys had their own designs on wanting to be the uh, the leader of the Continental Army. And as it turns out, you know, they were both pretty incompetent as well. Um, so, but anyway, those, at least on paper, when the war started, those were two of the guys that he was counting on most because they certainly had their credentials. They were career military guys. So that was guys that you thought you would be able to count on. But as so often happens, first of all, <laughs> People that are hyped or overhyped because of their so-called credentials, aka the experts, if you will, um, you know, turn out not to be such experts. And not only in this case were these guys essentially incompetent as generals, they were also disloyal backstabbers as well. So, anyway, that's just one of. If you didn't have enough problems already, if you're leading the Continental Army, that was one more problem thrown onto the pile. But just to kind of illustrate my point of the extraordinary obstacles uh, that Washington had to overcome in his quest to help us found our, the, the country. Um, but, and then of course, one of the most important things was once the war was won, he surrendered his sword. He stepped away as the general of the continental army, which once again was uh, pretty much unprecedented in the annals of world history. In most cases, if, if virtually not every single case in the history of the world, literally, whenever a general leads a, a victorious army in, in battle, um, they continue. Not only continue, they continue to expand their power. In fact, in many cases, that was the whole point in the first place, was to be that big dog, if you will, to be that guy, that guy who led the army, won the victory, and now was going to be in control. Well, Washington, and of course that, yeah, as we've seen time and time and time again, that leads to military dictatorship and totalitarian form of government, um, or at least strongman form of government. Washington 
stepped aside. He surrendered his sword. He established literally the, and he didn't have to, and only did he not have to. Most of the people were, you know, begging him not to. <laughs> um, but he established the the concept, the principle of civilian authority over the military, which is such a crucial part of our country, of course, even today, and an indispensable part. Yeah, the military doesn't dictate. Uh, no, the, the, the citizens dictate. The elected representatives of the citizens tell the military. The military doesn't tell the people. And once again, that's once one of those immeasurable, um, impossible to 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 overestimate um, the impact of that one singular gesture. Once again, it gets back to gets back to to Washington's integrity, his incredible moral fiber, his faith in God, and his desire to put the republic, to put the United States of America above himself, above his own ambition, above his own ego. Um, and he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was establishing. And it was absolutely indispensable to the success of this country. Um, and, and then going from there, with this in leadership role in the Continental Army, I mean, Continental Congress, uh, con- excuse me, the Constitutional Convention, um, leadership role in getting the Constitution ratified, unanimously selected to be the president, and then once again serving under some very turbulent times. <laughs> getting a, a country started in very hostile uh, situation, not to mention extraordinary economic challenges, um, but still served the nation diligently for two years, was reelected unanimously, the only president in history to be, uh, to my knowledge, be reelected unanimously. And then once again, stepped away after his two terms, he established that precedent of the president stepping away from power, going back to civilian life. Um, and once again, an extraordinary uh, uh, gesture and a gesture that was not uh, the way things were done, if you will, in the world and in the history of the world to that time. So many things that are so important to the success, the future success of our, of our republic and important to the fact that we remained a free country, that of our constitutional government, of our constitutional liberties, that our constitutional liberties have been able to persevere and remain in place for all these years were established because, literally because of the leadership of George Washington as our first president um, and established these very important traditions. So, um, and that sadly just scratched the surface of Washington's greatness, but uh, we'll talk a bit more give you some thoughts about Rush Limbaugh when, when I come back from the break. And before we go to break, of course, I want to give everybody a shout out, uh, a shout out on behalf of our friends at Florida door solutions who are celebrating their 20th anniversary this year in 2021. And I, one of the many things I'd like for you to know about Florida door solutions is that they not only support our program, they support all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and the messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. So when you have garage door problems, call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. 
Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. We are acknowledging the leadership of George Washington here as we are near his birthday and, of course, with a, an entire holiday designated as President's Day, which, as I said before, used to be George Washington's birthday. We had two holidays, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln's. And um, now it's just one day. But anyway, it, yeah, I want to make sure that, in fact, one of the things I want to do going forward is to talk more about George Washington and his incredibly unique, courageous, inspirational leadership. And one more thing about his impact before we go further, and that is not just in terms of, of course, obviously, Washington's impact on the United States of America is well documented, and virtually every credible historian uses the word indispensable man. George Washington was the indispensable man when it came to the creation of the United States of America. Um, in fact, in other words, without him, there's no United States of America. <laughs> without Washington, his leadership, his extraordinary accomplishments, his military accomplishments in helping to win the war to secure the independence, uh, getting the country off the right foot with his leadership, establishing the president, precedent of surrendering his sword, the concept of civilian authority over the military, serving tremendously as the president for eight years, stepping away from power there, uh, establishing the peaceful transition of power. Um, all these incredible things um, it, it would not have been possible, and, and I, literally the, the creation of the United States of America would not have been possible without George Washington. So um, that's but, – but, but going above and beyond that, think of the, the impact he had on the world, the history of the world after that because and one thing that's you know i certainly don't think this is taught in school um if it ever was was before the united states of america established our constitutional democratic republic there were none in america i mean the concept of individuals having freedom of consent of the governed of elections the people vote and choose their leaders that wasn't done. That wasn't unheard of. That's why it was called revolutionary, the Revolutionary War. That was a revolutionary concept. But what happened after that? Well, within about 100 years or, or 150 years or so, virtually all the monarchies in Europe uh, had, had switched to some kind of a parliamentary um, form of government, which was much, much more democratic and which was much more uh, of a kind of a government that gave the citizens more of a voice in their government and more individual rights. Um, and then, um, so in other words, I'm talking about the exportation of freedom uh, in a broad brush sense. Numerous countries, major countries, the industrialized Western countries of Europe, um, begin to adapt governmental systems, not like ours exactly, but similar to ours, in adapting that concept of more freedom for the citizens and uh, free elections where citizens would have more, uh, where government would function more with the, uh, under the auspices of the consent of the governed, under the, the, the philosophy, if you will, of the consent of the governed. So Washington's impact wasn't just enormous for America. Uh, it was enormous worldwide, literally hundreds of millions of people. And that's no exaggeration. Literally hundreds of millions of people have lived lives with more freedom, uh, more opportunity, more ability for self-determination uh, because of the life and the accomplishments of this one man, George Washington. 
his courage and his leadership, and most of all, his faith. Put and, he, and all you have to do is read a very few uh, things that George Washington ever wrote to know about his profound faith in God, and as he put it in uh, the Almighty, divine providence, as he liked to say. Now I'd like to say a few words about Rush Limbaugh, but before we do, I want to say a few words about our friends Rhonda and Vito over at Network Sound and Video. In fact, Rhonda was going to, excuse me, Vito was going to join us today, but uh, you guys are keeping him so busy, he wasn't able to uh, to pull himself away, and so he's busy back there in the back room, you know, um, working on your things uh, with all of his incredible equipment, And but you're keeping him busy, but he'll be back again soon. So I just want to give you a word that if you have outdated media, and I think many of us do, um, in fact, i got a whole other batch of things i got to get over to him, um, but we you can't access it because it's something like an old VHS tape or something like that, maybe a 8-millimeter film or 16-millimeter film that it, it may not even be in good condition, may even be broken, if you will. Uh, whatever it might be that's unusual, get it to Vito and he'll make it usable. <laughs> and he'll get it to where you can put it, you know, into your computer. You can, and then once you can do that, you can share it with your friends and loved ones anywhere around the world. So that's what they do at Network Sound and Video. They restore your precious memories, our precious memories. They're located conveniently at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. You can call them at 407-834-8555. That's 407-834-8555. And um, no voicemail there. If you call during business hours, a live person will answer your phone at Network Sound and Video. And, of course, you can find them 24-7-365 at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com, where your memories last forever. Just a thing I'll say about um, Rush Limbaugh, and I want to once again thank Chris Hart for inviting me to be a part of his special tribute to Rush Limbaugh's show, which he did on the day that it was announced that, that Rush had passed away, Rush Limbaugh had passed away, is two basic things. One, the impact that Limbaugh had was was so monumental he literally, as a private individual, became such a strong and powerful and persuasive voice, an entertaining voice, and that was the key to the whole thing, one of the fundamental keys to the whole thing. He wasn't just out there talking politics or talking current events. He was doing it with with style and flair, with entertaining style and flair. And being in the radio medium, if if, if you're not doing it that way, you're not going to be on the radio. So that was first and foremost, he had learned through his long career in radio to how to present important information, important historical information, important information about our Constitution and our founding, about current events, about current policy, about the way things work in Washington. He was able to to take that very, very important substantive information and present it in a, in, a, in a format that was totally accessible to anybody. That was very simple, basic, easy to understand, and entertaining and hilarious in many cases. But the true impact of Limbaugh was, I you know, I, I firmly believe 
that he had more of a powerful impact over the past 30 years than the political structure did, the Republican Party specifically. And and what I mean by that, and there were some, and and, and some of the re- things that he did are the reasons for his success. And for instance, what Limbaugh did was he can he could he advanced freedom literally on a daily basis. The core of his message was our constitutional freedom, the fact that we have a constitution that it guarantees us, um, in fact, that it, that it protects the rights that we inherently have. Where, which we were endowed um, with by our creator. And Limbaugh was talking freedom 365 days a year. He was also acting as a check on the left and on liberals and in, on the Democrat Party. Um, he was confronting the, the things, the destructive policies, uh, the non-common sense policies, the expensive uh, policies of the left and of, of the Democrat Party on a daily basis. And that's the thing that also often, as we know, the official Republican Party does not do. And most of the so-called leadership in the Republican Party, with with a, maybe an exception here or there over the years, say Reagan was, was, was one of those exceptions, but that's been 30 plus years ago. Um, Limbaugh actually took up, assumed the responsibility of an actual political party. And you know, how many times have we sat here exasperated because no official, especially leadership in Washington, Republican leadership in Washington, doesn't take on important issues, doesn't speak out on important issues um, that the media is shoving down our throats um, or trying to silence people from talking about? And I'll use an example. Um, a most recent one is the fact that this election was highly tainted may even have been fraudulent. Well, that's that's been deemed politically correct. You're not even allowed to say that in mainstream media now. Um, in some cases, you'll be shut down. You'll be censored if you try to say that. Your microphone will be turned off if you're on, on a TV program. Well, that's just one example of what I'm talking about. And so often, the Republican Party leadership doesn't take on these battles. They get cowed by those situations, and they, uh, they're they not fighting the fight every single day uh, the way it needs to be fought. Uh, and they're not engaging Limbaugh engaged. He was engaged in every single day. He was fighting those battles. I mean, when in American history has every one individual um, filled the role of a political party? And, and the, w- the way that he did it was he just assumed that responsibility. He was just out there following his heart. He was out there doing what he felt needed to be done. And he wasn't intimidated and cowed by the politically correct crowd. He wasn't intimidated and cowed by the mainstream media. And, and they tried, as Hugh Hewitt said this morning, <laughs> they tried for, for, for decades to, to silence him, to get him thrown off the air, uh, to shut him down. Uh, he, he wasn't cowed by him. He continued fighting the battle every day, much in the same way that George Washington did. So salute to you, to Rush Limbaugh. His impact was extraordinary. And what, like George Washington, millions of people will now live lives of, of freedom and liberty that otherwise would not have without his influence. Friends, it's been great to be with you. Shout out to Jeff, our producer. Have a great day.